You think he's dead? Yes. What do you think? Yes. No. <laughs> well, that's two for and one against. <laughs> It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. I'm Gary Mann. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We are Manson Mitchell in your ears for the hour. First Saturday of the new year. We hope that your 2024 is off to a great start. We're going to try to power you up with a special guest today, someone we haven't talked to in a little while, and it was about time we brought him back. But before we bring in our guest, let's say hello to Nathan Miller. Nathan, did you celebrate New Year's Eve in spectacular style? Was it a quiet entry into 2024? How did it oh, go? Oh, it was you? nothing but quiet. I was running sound for a church doing a bunch of worship music and live six hours straight up until midnight. So nothing but quiet. Lots of noise going on. <laughs> well, it sounded like a good time anyway. Yeah, that know? was a great time. Had a whole very bunch of good. different bands playing and different types of acts and uh, kept it very entertaining. Like each hour was a different uh, performance or set. Ah, well, we had a lot of fireworks in the neighborhood, more than I recall, Suzanne. We did. We had a lot of fireworks and, and Gary and I have had a, 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 a tradition only in the fact that we've done it three times. But we went to dinner, but we went early. So we were not out with revelers at midnight. We had an early dinner, a very lovely dinner at uh, six o'clock, got home and watched the ball drop in New York and um, went to bed early. So we, we did actually have a New Year's Eve dinner and a nice outing. But we at midnight, we were outside watching all the fireworks in the neighborhood and then said, okay, that's enough. And Sounds the fireworks like a- are not done yet because we got the University of Washington Huskies going to the oh. college football championship. And, you know, once so they thrilled. win, we're going to have lots of fireworks going off, more so in the Seattle area. I hope so. Is there a favorite in that game? Well, ESPN is saying the Michigan team, but, you know... Huskies have been defying those odds throughout. You know, they favored Texas last week, and Huskies mm-hmm. came back and won. So, I mean, both teams have fought hard to be there, and both have uh, gained that honor to be in that game. So it's going to be a interesting one, and we'll see what happens. And that game is when? It'll be on Monday, Monday okay. evening. We will be tuning in. We will. And now, on to the star of our show, our honored guest for today. We need to put in for an increase in our special effects budget. Vincent Jenna is a world-renowned psychic, spiritual teacher, and medium who has studied at the Arthur Finley College of Psychic and Medium Sciences in England. He earned his Bachelor of Science degree in psychology and his master's in social work. Additionally, he's also a practiced hospice care social worker, having helped over 500 patients transition through the dying process. Vincent offers his spiritual, metaphysical, and psychological insights in his first book, The Secret That's Holding You Back, which was released last year in June, 2022, 
He was born and raised in New York. You might be able to tell by the accent. And now he currently lives in North Carolina. We will be sure to give out all of his contact information at the bottom of the hour. He joined us for the first time in 2015. And today he is making his 12th visit on Manson Mitchell. So welcome to Manson Mitchell, dear friend, Vincent Jenna, somebody who we met in person. Yes, absolutely. I cannot believe 12 times I've been on the show. And since then, you just made me older, Suzanne. I wasn't thinking Uh I was that old. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's always fabulous to be here, no matter how many times. I could be here forever. You know, a permanent guest with the both of you, Gary and, and you, Suzanne. So thank you for having me back and Happy New Year. Well, Happy same to you. Year. How did you and your lovely wife, yes. Eileen, celebrate 2024's entry? Uh, we had actually a really good time. The day before on the 30th, we had a Christmas celebration at our home, inviting some of the neighbors. We're in a new a new neighborhood for the past two years, and um, we've made friends with like everybody around, you know? And so we had some people come over on the 30th. Um, I made some goodies, my traditional cookings, Italian cooking that I normally do for Christmas. Everybody loves my pizza. It's a special pizza that I make. And then on the 31st, we went to a neighbor's house and it was a nice little intimate gathering. And um, we played some games and it was a lot of fun. So we brought in the new year in, in a very uplifting, positive way. I love that. Um, and then got home, wound down a little bit, and then went to bed. But yes, we always watch the, that ball fall in New York. I will not go to bed otherwise. I have to see it. Otherwise, it's not another year, you know, unless that Waterford crystal hits that spot, you know, and says 2024. So um, I love that. So we had a really good time. And, um, and then the next day, we kind of relaxed. Because when you're 68 years old and you have that many good times in a row, you need a few days afterwards to recoup. You're funny. Since you were born and raised in New York, did you ever or how many times did you actually go into Times Square on New Year's Eve? Are you kidding me? Don't I appear smarter than that? God, I, never. I never asked you that never. question. Never have I gone in for Thanksgiving. Never have we ever gone in for, for New Year's Eve. When you, you see that crowd, you see that crowd, it doesn't even show its reality. It's like, think of sardines in a can and all piled on top of each other. It used to be an old cartoon when I was a kid, and I remember the visual of it where they opened the sardine can and all these fish that are crushed together come running out. It's like, it was like a train, a subway train. That's exactly how it is. We were in New York City a couple of years ago, the day before, so the 30th, okay? It was already getting ready with the crowds. We were with our family and we were walking to a restaurant for dinner and there were so many people in a crowd going this way across the street and we wanted to go this way. We couldn't go this way. We had to go across the street with everybody, wait until the crowd went past us, then go this way. It was so dense with people the night before. So no, 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 never. Do you know what it's like to have to go to the bathroom when you're in the middle of that crowd? Nope, depends. And, and, the, and the restaurants it. and places won't even let you use their bathrooms. No, you kidding me? don't want anybody in unless the no. wallet is out. That's so right. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've never been in there. I've, I've enjoyed it from nice TV. And, and besides, there's so many people, and I'm not that tall. 
Okay, so what am I looking up to? I wouldn't even be able to see the ball drop, not unless there's a television screen, and I'd be looking at the television screen anyway, which is funny. I once had the opportunity of going to the Super Bowl. A friend of mine from school, he was playing in the team. Uh, It was actually the Rams. It was the Rams-Titan game when the Rams won, and I was at the Super Bowl, okay? Could I see anything that was going on in the field? No. What was I doing? I was watching the big screen and the TV. I could have done that home. <laughs> so it's sometimes better to be at home. You see more. That was You saw one hell of a Super Bowl. As a matter of fact, the Rams beating the Titans. The Titans almost came back. That's a That was a famous ending. Oh, it was a famous ending. And what was so surprising about that, we were sitting, I had tickets because my friend was there. He gave me tickets. And so we were sitting with the parents. And so the parents were seated at the Titans goal line. And so the last touchdown right there, right at the goal line. So now that's when I was finally able to see everything. We were right there looking at it when the guy got over and we were like, yes. So it was very exciting, especially at the end there, and finally being able to see the play on the field rather than the TV. I'd love to be able to say that I went to a Super Bowl. I don't think it'll ever happen. And we've had one in Tampa. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, true. We just didn't that's go. That's okay. We went to the Stanley Cup. That was good. We did go to the Oh, Indiana you went to the Stanley and, Cup. That Stanley my Cup would love that. Yes, that, that was quite the experience. Big drama. Yeah, big drama. Well, so speaking wonderful. of big drama, speaking of big drama, people look at 2024 with excitement, but also some trepidation. We don't know what to expect this year. You are a very psychic man, Vincent Jenna. Would you like to give our listeners and ourselves an overview of what you sense is coming our way, particularly with a view to the opportunities each one of us will have to make the best of this year? I knew you were going to throw that end part on because you certainly don't want predictions without the opportunity to make them better. Um, I have been asked over and over and over again what I see for 2024. And here's let me let me say something about predictions. Why do we predict to prepare people, prepare people for what you can't prepare for something that's ahead. Why tell somebody, oh, yeah, there's going to be another bombing of another country. So just sit back. You'll be fine. No, it doesn't work that way to start with. So everybody wants these predictions. Usually when psychics give predictions, it's more about them proving how good they are, because that way, when the prediction occurs, everybody can say, oh, oh, Vincent was right about that. I don't care about any of that. Can I give you what I feel is going to happen this year? Yes, I am. And I want people to hear it this much so that you pay more attention to the rest of the stuff that I'm going to say. Okay, it's going to be another devastating year, even worse. Okay, and there's a reason for that. We're going to have more earthquakes. A matter of fact, I predicted the Japanese earthquakes. And before I even had a chance to speak them on the air somewhere, they happened already. It happened already. Right. Well, there's going to be more there. And this time there is going to be a tsunami that hits on the East Coast, not the West side. And it will be a tsunami. Another volcano is going to be coming alive. Already one was coming alive under the water. 
There is going to be all of this earthly environmental stuff going on as we've had the past couple of years. You know, you don't even have to be psychic anymore to predict what's going to be happening. Here's how everybody can be psychic and predict what's going to be happening. Don't pay attention to the environment. Pay attention to the people on the planet and how they're acting. So if you see a lot of peaceful things going on, a lot of love and joy going on and around, because one reflects the other. We have dominion over everything physical. We were told that the moment we were created, we're energies. We were created as energies. Energy in science manipulates matter. What is matter? Matter is everything that's physical. So once we were created, which was first, then all the physical universes were created for us to have a place to go. We were warned, your energy is stronger and higher than anything physical that was created now. And that means any physical bodies that you create in order to live on the planet. Remember that. You will um, influence it. You will affect it. Okay. Well, certainly we forgot that point. We forgot that point with ourselves and we treat ourselves like crap with our emotions, with negative emotions, with self-denigrations and self-denigrating comments and, and, and this not loving ourselves. That all has a toll even on the physical body. Now accumulate that all together and it's going to have a toll on this planet. So that's why I say watch the way people are acting and you'll know exactly what's coming up in the future. You can predict it yourself. More tornadoes that are going to wipe out people, more earthquakes that are going to wipe out people. Last year, we had an earthquake in Turkey that took out 40,000 people. I mean, holy people have been asking me, are we in the apocalypse and here's an interesting thing. I just watched a documentary on the book of Revelation. Jesus has this scroll with seven seals on it, and he is the only one that is qualified to open this seal because it has to be some good person. That's what John was receiving as a message, as a vision, okay? Each one of the seals brings out a new horseman that causes some devastation on the earth such as wars, famine, um, blood dripping everywhere from killings, okay? I was watching that and I said, holy crap. Every one of those seals except the seventh seal is exactly what's happening now. Those were all metaphors and symbols to a prediction as to what we were gonna go through before we wound up waking up. Well, guess what? We are going through all of that right now. So if we wanna say we're in the middle of the apocalypse, yes, we are, okay? We're in the middle of it. The good thing is, and here's where the positive stuff comes in. The seventh seal allows for us to finally create peace, to create peace, to create harmony, to have a heaven here on earth. Everything stops, but all the other things have taken place first. All right, you're right. 
This year, well, first of all, one of the reasons why this year is going to be devastating and particularly emotionally devastating for the United States is because it's a dang election year again. And the past couple of elections have been devastating here. They they, they have set precedences as to how people have acted and, and to the type of presidency and all of that nonsense. We know what was going on. Whichever side was right or wrong didn't matter. It was all chaotic and it was all wrong. This is not the way the United States was formed, right? So there was actually a battle, almost like a civil war. And we're going to have another one. And hopefully it doesn't bring out actual civil war stuff. But there, I have a feeling there's going to be some groups that are going to cause some problems throughout the United States. Okay. I'm Again, you don't have to be psychic to predict that. You just have to have your eyes open and stop walking away from what appears negative. Because in order to heal anything that's um, a negative, you have to recognize it. You have to see it. Turning off the news is not about not seeing and you're going to stop it. Oh, I can't watch it anymore. I can't do that. No, we need everybody to know what's going on because now we need everybody to help heal it. And so that's what really the seventh seal is all about, is an opportunity for us to turn things around. Because when do humans finally stand together? Right. When something devastating happens to all of us and everybody like when 9-11 was the last time that that happened. And actually, that's just for the United States. But all of this stuff, look at how we're pulling in to try to help the Ukrainians, to try to help the people over in Israel and and uh, Gaza. All of that, we're trying all of a sudden people pull together when there's devastation. They don't care about your color, your creed, your ethnicity, your orientation. Gays are helping. Women are helping. Blacks are helping. Whites are helping. Muslims, Jews, everybody is helping. Christians are helping, right? We forget about all of that. And we see ourselves as brothers and sisters. What is so frustrating to me is why we have to wait until then to see ourselves as brothers and sisters. It shows up even in a family, right? You have a family. I, I, you know, I'm a, I come from Italian families, so we have big families here, right? A lot of children amongst them. And I always remember the kids fighting, fighting, fighting. My own, my own son, he has three kids. And they fight and squabble all the time until one of them is hurt outside yet falls off the bike, Um, it gets hit with a baseball while they're playing baseball, and all of a sudden the other ones come and help them, right? They forget about the conflict and, and they're rivaling for attention. They just, all of a sudden the love comes out. So you see that in small families. You certainly will see that in big families. So yes, we're being pushed. Not that this is a plan because we're creating it all consciously and unconsciously, but it's what we need. A near-death experience, I've told them, I've, I've spoken at a lot of organizations throughout the country. I'm the near-death, the International Association of Near-Death Studies, right? I even did their, their national conference in Washington, D.C. this past year. And I told them what a, a near-death experience is all about. It's not just a happening and they came back and now they have to do something positive. No, it was a shaking of the shoulders. 
It was the soul saying, wait a minute, you plan to do something positive down here and you're not on that path right now. Let me help you. And so they wind up coming into this crisis of some kind. They die for a few moments. They have this vision and they come back from it and they go, they either have some new gifts, they go on a new spiritual path. Something positive always winds up happening to these people. Well, we are having worldwide a whole near-death experience. It doesn't get closer than this. It can. I hope it doesn't. But we will all experience globally a near-death experience to shake us by the shoulder so that we can finally wake up. And that's what's happening. And it's not pleasant. And yes, people are crossing over. People are crossing over sooner. I just did a reading with a family that the son... He was 32 years old. He was just feeling a little like he had a cold during a week and a little stomach ache. And then at the end of the week, he doesn't wake up. His heart exploded. That's it. He's over. He's over on the other side. And I know instances like that, people have planned. I'm out of here. It's called the out clause. We come down here, and if we're not on the path and we're messing up and creating horrible karma... We have a plan to get out before it gets too bad. And if the world is going in a direction that we're not crazy about, we can't do anything about, that's another reason why we leave. And there's that there's more deaths now, not even from the bombings, not even from from um, killings and random shootings and stuff like that. People are dying from aneurysms, kids. Everybody is like all over the place, all over this world. They're just leaving. Souls are leaving because they don't want to deal with it anymore. They'd rather just be on the other side. So there is a, 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 an understanding now that's going on. And but, but, but we have to open up our eyes and it's not going to be the proper government that we elect. It's not going to be um, a battle over in Russia or Israel. If that stops, everything is going to be fine. Every individual has to do something now. And we could talk more about that. And I know that was long-winded. I apologize for that, but I needed to get that out. Okay. Well, I hope you feel better. <laughs> a little. Okay. A little. <laughs> well, you, this is exactly, exactly why we wanted to talk to you today. Why we wanted to talk to you at the beginning of the year, because despite a lot of what you said, Gary and I know you to be an exceedingly positive person. And your your book, okay, what's the name of your book? The Secret That's Holding You Back. The Secret That's Holding You Back. You are all about people not holding themselves back, mo- moving their souls forward. And you answered my first primary question that I wanted to ask you in what it is that you just said, because um, with our listenership, we have a lot of very positive people wanting to go forward, wanting to heal themselves, wanting to heal the planet and are involved in that. We we have that that kind of, of listenership. And so at the beginning of the year, I wanted to get in with you about, um, with regard to healing ourselves, 
Why is this a good time for doing introspective work? Why is this a time for healing beliefs that do not serve us? And I I think you answered quite a bit of that in what it is that you said. So it's like you, you jumped into my first question before I had a chance to ask it. But this is a new year. And yes. so people will mark a new year with their birthday, and they will also mark a new year, uh, well, I guess if they're Chinese, the Chinese New Year, right. and then people will mark January 1 as a new year. So in right. this new year, when when somebody says, and I've been hearing a lot of people saying, I'm going to be healthier, I'm going to eat better, I'm going to do the things I need to do, and they are also interested in how can I go forward so that I'm not the problem. So what I want to talk about, especially after the break, are the things that individuals can do, different coping mechanisms and different practices and things that you're very aware of that people can take into their lives to actually make it a new year and not just repeat the last year over again. Absolutely. And before you go to the break, I want to throw in a quick caveat on that. If everybody was doing the work that they're really meant to do, things would be different on the planet today. The problem is, and that's what my book is about, most people don't believe what they think they believe and are not necessarily doing the proper work. And we'll talk more about that when we do get back, because you will see it evidence in the world if people are doing the work. Vincent Jenna just took us out to break. (laughs) We are Manson Mitchell, Vincent Jenner, our honored guest, first Saturday of 2024, and he has plenty more to say on the other side of a short break. Stay with us. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please, get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash manceandmitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. 
On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Daniel Bruce Levin, author of The Mosaic, with insights from his book for turning your affirmations into practical ways for more positive living. On Saturday, Bridget Dengel Gaspard leads us to the right and perfect word to adopt for 2024. What one word would make all the difference in your life? Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our very special guest, Vincent Jenna. He's making his 12th appearance with us today. He is one of those friends we have actually met in person and broke bread with and somebody that uh, Gary and I treasure. We're very happy he's with us. And Vincent, if people would like to get your book or connect with you in some way, Please let them know about your website, any social media, where they can get your book and anything else that you would like to share with our listeners. Fabulous. Thank you. Yes. One of the best ways is go to vincentjenna.com and that's with a G-E-N-N-A. And you can connect there with me on all my social media platforms. I'm on Instagram. I'm even on TikTok. Even though they say the government is about ready to stop TikTok nationally, because supposedly China is tapping in to everybody who is on TikTok and picking up their information. So we'll see what happens with that one. But you can get me there. Facebook, I've got Facebook pages. I've got a group after my book that you can join where people are having discussions about what they're experiencing from reading my book. And I communicate with everybody there. I do have my own podcast called The Jenna Effect that I'm going full turbo into the new year with it, with weekly podcasts, because I really want to put out as much information as possible to help people to try to go forward and evolve the way they really want to. And what is that called, if people want to hear your podcast? The Jenna Effect. That's what it is. And you can connect there as well as get my book from my site. But my book is available um, at Amazon and Audible um, in in ebook, paperback and Audible digital download. And I recorded it. Uh, my voice is on there. So you get to hear my voice over and over again. That's the main reason why my wife hasn't gotten the audio. She doesn't want to hear me anymore. So she's been reading the book. <laughs> Okay, very good. Thank you for sharing that with us. I mentioned before the break that, you know, when we come back, we want to talk about um, coping techniques. When we're navigating this current year, this current situation, and uh, our lives and our desire to heal ourselves and heal the planet, I want you to talk a little bit about healing techniques and then maybe some daily practices that might go along with that, that you have discovered in your work that actually work. Oh, fabulous. Okay. One thing I will do just before I start that, I'm going to adjust a word you said, because I want a different understanding in people's minds. All right. I, when I was a psychotherapist, So the psychology of humans, we were concerned with improving people's coping skills, okay, so that they can function in life. However, that is just on a psychology. So that's body and mind consideration only. But when you're including body, mind and spirit, because we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, you don't want to cope 
anymore. You want to thrive. Coping means to survive. It doesn't mean to thrive. Everybody on this planet, for the most part, has been doing a great job surviving. But people aren't manifesting what we've been promised we can manifest. People aren't evolving and eliminating some of their issues because they're coping through their issues rather than healing their issues. Completely different mindset. I want everybody to change their mindset that this is the year they're going to start to thrive. And they're only going to do practices which allow them to thrive, not survive. There's even a television show called Survivor, right? And, and oh, it's so popular because they can make it in the woods and they're semi-naked and they're eating worms and all stuff like that. Oh, isn't that great? Big deal. We're human beings and we're capable of doing that. Otherwise, we wouldn't be over 11,000 years old, right? So that is no surprise that we're capable of doing that. But now manifest all your dreams and let me see you do that. There's no show that does that because you know what? That's the hardest thing for people to do because of our belief systems. And so here is where I'm telling people they're not necessarily doing the work the right way. All right. The self-help and spiritual book publishing industry brings in over $40 billion a year billion dollars a year. And that number was from a few years ago when I did my research, $40 billion a year. And that's including things like affirmation decks and Oracle decks and calendars besides paperbacks and audios and all of that stuff. Okay. $40 billion a year. So we've got a lot of people with wonderful libraries, and the brain is so wonderful, it can take in a lot of information. So we've got a lot of people going to the conferences and taking in all that information and putting it up in here. Wow, and they walk out feeling great. I've got all this information. Look at my library. I've got all these fabulous books that I've read. And people are taking classes after classes after classes. Fabulous. And then you ask them, has anything changed in your life? Do you have a love that is unconditional that you're experiencing between another person? Uh, no, I just broke up with another boyfriend or been through my third marriage. How's your health doing physically? No, I've, you know, I got over some cancer. I got over this disease. Oh, I have all these back problems. Oh, I have diabetes. Oh, no, my feet swell up with fluid all the time. Okay, what about career? Oh, I hate the job that I've been doing. I can't wait until I retire. Oh, how about your finances? Oh, are you kidding? I live paycheck to paycheck. I don't even know how I'm going to retire because I don't know if I have enough money to do it or I'm not making a lot of money. I was supposed to get a raise and I didn't get a raise because the business is doing bad. That's all I hear from all these people that have thousands of books and have been taking all of these classes. And so... When I see that and hear that individually, no wonder why worldwide we have problems because we're collective beings. Psalm 132 in the Bible is a beautiful psalm and it's about God saying, I put you on the planet to experience together, to experience unity. I put you on the planet together to experience unity. As a matter of fact, 
with an unconscious and a little conscious understanding of that, that's how the United States were formed. And the reason for that is with the understanding that we are supposed to experience unity, okay? Well, we're not experiencing unity and we affect each other and it is affected by the way we feel about ourselves. So all of these people that are doing all of this supposed work to grow, even your listeners right now, how many times have they still criticized themselves? How many times have they said, oh, I'm not good enough to write that book that I really would love to write because who's going to read it? How many times have they said, oh, so I forget it. I'm going to stay single the rest of my life. I, I'm done working on this. I, I'm, you know, I'm never going to get a good partner. How many times have they put themselves down either consciously or unconsciously? And, and, and they do it without even knowing they're doing it because it's such a habit. Okay. So these are people that are studying and reading all of this material and still end up saying it's not working. And this is the reason why it's not working is because you haven't looked at yourself and taking yourself seriously enough to know how divine you really are. And it's the hardest belief to have. It's very hard to look at the news and to see other human beings. This is why we are so affected by each other. We're not just looking and watching somebody go into a bowling alley and shoot somebody. We're saying, how can the human do that? And you're in that group, right? How can, maybe I won't do that, but how can us as humans do something like that? That belief and understanding alone makes you feel bad about yourself without even realizing it. How can a man, a person, bomb another country and just kill everybody like that. And we've seen so many examples of that, not just from other countries, but over here where we live, right next door to us, right right down the block from us. And that's a reflection on us individually, each one of us. So it's so hard pressed to turn around and say, oh, I'm not that way. I'm, I'm definitely more loving. I'm definitely more caring. And then somebody cut you off and you wind up purging them out or whatever, feeling mad and frustrated. That's why we feel so bad about ourselves, because there's constant evidence around that maybe we're not as good as we're supposed to be. And therefore, we don't think we're as good. That's the problem we have to get over. In order to start acting better, we have to start believing we're better. Okay, yes, are we capable of picking up a gun and shooting people? Absolutely, because if one person can do it, another person can do it. What keeps us from doing it? I myself was tormented in my youth, all right? I was picked on in school and bullied until I was 17 years old, everything. Could I have gone out and gotten a gun and did that? Yeah, the same potential as anybody else. I stopped myself from wanting to do anything like that. I did have a different resilience. I was a performer and I kind of put all of my focus on the fact that I, I had some talents and I was good that way. And every time I did a show and heard this, it fed me a little bit, okay? And so I didn't choose that, but I could have gone down in that direction just the same as anybody else could. What stops us is different for each person. But you have to stop now. And it's vital this year. It no longer is a luxury to evolve. It's a necessity 
to evolve because we're going to hell in a handbasket as a group if we don't. Um, a couple of years ago, a few years ago now, um, Obama came out with, President Obama came out with the plan, no child left behind. Well, where do you think he got that understanding and inspiration from? Because there is a soulful understanding no soul left behind. So therefore, we are a family. And truly, none of us, unless it's really fought, can be left behind. Right? That's an old Christian little philosophy that Jesus is going to come down during the apocalypse and take those that are good and leave behind the others. No, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. So are we responsible for each other? Absolutely. After Cain killed Abel in the Garden of Eden, God said to Cain, where is your brother? And Cain asked, am I my brother's keeper? And God didn't say a word. And that was the answer. And the answer was, yes, you are. We are feeding into everything negative that's going on this planet because of how hard it is to believe how spectacular and wonderful we really are. So this is a year to spend time on understanding that part. Let's make some better choices for ourselves. You know, every loving step you take for yourself, you're actually taking it for your brothers and sisters out there in the world. We don't have to do things collectively, intentionally. There are so many agencies and organizations out there. I'm a social worker, a life, I was a licensed social worker. When I was going to school, all the students that were going into what was called macro practice were coming up with their own agencies that they were gonna develop. How many more agencies and separations do we need? How many more interest groups do we need that's gonna cause anything? So we're constantly separating our powers instead of pulling together our resources. And your resource starts with you individually. And as you work on yourself, you're going to naturally feel you want to do for somebody else. Acts of kindness will increase as you start doing acts of kindness for yourself first. So you make a mistake. Don't criticize yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. Don't say, oh, again, I'm so stupid. I can't believe I did that. You don't understand what you're doing every time you say that. I actually corrected my wife today because she kept talking about some of the illnesses she had. And she said, well, that's because we're so old. I said, stop that. I said, it's so we're, we're going to age and that's fine. But don't blame things and manifest more things just because you think you're getting older. That's actually a negative feeling because that wasn't a positive statement. Oh, because we're older, we're falling apart. But no, yes, there's an understanding that the body does wear down right? As you get older, but it doesn't have to wear down any faster and you don't have to keep pointing it out because it is your age. You want to do something positive about it, right? So, so the moment you have a negative feeling, a thought, and you ask me, what should we do? This is the first practice is pay attention to your thoughts. Pay attention to your words. They'll certainly be reflective of your inner beliefs and they happen quickly. They happen quickly. 
Um, even I myself, uh, you know, we help my wife and I help each other really recognize that, just like I pointed out to her today. Don't keep saying, I'm old, I'm old, I'm old, right? Yes, you're aging and it's okay. You're aging beautifully and wonderfully. And yes, some things can happen as you age, definitely, but it doesn't have to be traumatic. About, so we'll 20, point out that. about 20 years ago, a nurse friend of mine said, everybody's goal should be to die healthy. And I went, what, what? And she said, die healthy. You can actually pass from this life without being disabled, severely injured, or have a stroke, heart attack, or cancer. She said, you can just quietly pass away. She said, everybody should try to die healthy. I scratched my head for weeks trying to figure that one out. And I and you just said the same thing. You know, Absolutely. just because you're aging doesn't mean you have to go through all of the unpleasantness of disease and injury. No, we use that. What we, we see what we're what we're attributing to aging is all of the negative emotions that we have packed away, which is what I say in my book. I say five reasons why we become ill. And one of them is because we keep packing away these negative energies. Well, what happens as you get older, your mental defense mechanisms start breaking down, which means then all of that negativity that you've packed away about yourself is going to come out in some way. So there's a correlation between, yes, as you're getting older, the negative stuff is coming out in your body in some way, but it's not because you're old that that's happening. It's because you've packed away so much crap that it's now going to be coming out all over you. And that's what that nurse means. So if you take care of your issues earlier, you don't have the same experiences later on when you no longer have these defense mechanisms and you don't even need defense mechanisms. It would be fabulous if everybody is able to just let them go. Then you wouldn't be and you take care of it. That's what my book is about is, is helping people to heal those negative feelings so that they don't even have the defenses anymore to hide them and shield them. So this year has to be a serious commitment to loving yourself. And to the point, it's it's like having a love affair with yourself, knowing how beautiful you really are, knowing how great of a being you are that that another being deserves to be with. And you're going to attract that in your life. Right. Your goals this year should not be buy a bigger house, get a better car. Um, get a better job or go to retire. Your goal should be what can I do to love myself and treat myself better? Because that is harder work. It is easier to become a CEO of a major 500, um, a, a Fortune 500 company than it is to love and heal all of your own personal issues. Do that work because it's the most rewarding work. And then what that happens, you're feeding into the positive energy pool, right? We got this energy pool that it's collective. Take a breath right now. You're breathing in the exact same oxygen that a person in Japan is breathing in that's surrounding the earth. It may be um, flavored a little bit differently over here than it is over there with a little bit more additives over here, but it's the same oxygen. So therefore, the energy is shared the exact same way. 
And so when people over here have been telling me recently, oh, my God, all of these unexpected things are going on. Oh, this person, my son died. This person got sick. This person lost his job. Why is that all happening? Why is that all happening? Because of the bombing that's going on over in Russia, because of the bombing that was going on over in Israel, because of all of these shootings. It's collectively that energy is collectively going around the globe and falling on everybody. So therefore, if their behaviors are affecting us, then our behaviors can affect them. It's not just prayer. And people don't even know, understand what prayer is. You think praying to this deity and a whole bunch of us doing that is going to make God do something. Wrong, wrong, wrong. God already did something. It gave us us and our power and ability to create and manifest anything. The reason why prayer works is because you're focusing your thoughts and your energy. It's you doing the healing. It's you doing the saving. So when you do it individually alone, you're helping yourself, but still feeding in. Now, if you do that as a group, it becomes even more powerful to understand that we are divine, magnificent beings and co-creators with source. We use that power. We use the force, like George Lucas said, tap into the force. Work on becoming a Jedi Knight if you're into sci-fi, okay? But that's what this year has to be about, self-loving steps and self-loving manifesting and know that you deserve and every thought you have in that direction feeds into the positive. So individual things that you can do. Yes, meditate. Meditation is great because you quiet your left brain thinking and you allow your energy to focus. Um, Edgar Casey used to say that prayer is talking with God and meditationing, meditation is listening to God. Okay, I love that. So when you meditate, you get to open up your channels to your higher self, to source, to all of that higher being and wisdom. And so it's wonderful not to mention that meditation, along with practices like yoga, um, calms your own energy. It allows you to be more harmonious and allow your cells and your body to balance out and do the work that they know what to do, okay? And so it calms you. So meditation is a great practice. And meditation doesn't have to be sitting there and oming um, and just closing your eyes. You can listen to a meditation. I have a wonderful meditation CD called Seven Journeys for Your Soul. There are so many things on YouTube you can listen to and just zone out and relax. And with an intention and a focus, I want an answer. I want to help somebody. I want to add positiveness to the positive energy pool for this planet. Meditate on all things like that. Another form of meditation that I happen to like is con constant communication. I talk all day to God, my angels, my higher self, and to little Vinny. And if I'm not talking, then little Vinny is doing all the talking. And little Vinny has been hurt. And I don't want him to do all the talking. Because he's a little kid with hurt feelings and scars and he's going to keep telling me I'm not good enough. I'm not deserving enough. So I have to maintain as the adult the conversation. And and yes, would people be thinking if there was a psychiatrist here, they'd probably lock me up thinking I was schizophrenic. 
My wife is always saying, wait, what did you say to me? And I'm always saying, no, I'm talking to myself. And I have a coffee cup that she got me that says, yes, sometimes I do talk to myself because I need expert opinion. You know, so, so yes, I have conversations. I even have arguments with myself, my higher self. And so talking, it does that, believe it or not, you're focusing your energy again and you're establishing a wonderful communication pattern, right? Um, acts of kindness. But I don't want you to just do something to do something. Here's how I want you to do an act of kindness. If you want to help, and that we just passed a season that everybody was doing that, don't wait until next Christmas and New Year's to have to do more. The next time you want to do something for somebody, and I know everybody has it in their heart because it makes them feel so good. Like you're standing in line and you at Starbucks and you're going to buy a cup of coffee for the guy behind you. Turn around and tell that person why you're doing it. I want to buy you a cup of coffee because I care about you. You're my brother here, and I'm, I just want to give you a gift. Let that person not just feel good because you were kind, but because they were special. And do things that make people feel special, not just about you, but about them. I care about you, and that's why I'm giving you some money or this can of food. You know, I care about you, which is the reason why I'm helping you up. You're my brother and sister, and I feel bad that you fell and hurt yourself. People need to hear this stuff because, like I said, you're so critical about yourself. When somebody turns around and says, I want to thank you, Vincent, because of what you did for me, your caring and your love for me, help me start feeling that for myself. I'm like, okay, I did my work. I did what I was supposed to do because I made that person feel good and she just made me feel good. That's why we say thank you. Not to be respectful, but to tell that person that just did something from us that it meant something. You did something kind and wonderful and I appreciate that you're a good person. Even if they get you just a glass of water. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Right. Thanksgiving, we're supposed to sit around the table and say why we're thankful. And nobody understands what thankfulness is about. Let a person know why you would want to do something special for them so that now you've got your feeling of, of goodness and now they're feeling good. Now you just raise two positive energies that is feeding that energy pool. Right. When you go to the gym and you're working out because that's what your new year resolution is. Tell the next guy next to you that he's working out. Wow, that is so cool that you care enough about yourself to exercise. So all of these things we can do makes life so much more positive and it's beginning to heal the earth. And I know we're out of time again. Feel, feed the energy pool. I love that. Feed the positive energy pool. Vincent, thank you for starting off 2024. In We went way above and beyond what I even hoped for today. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Thank you very much. Vincent, always great to talk to you. Let's do this again soon. Thank absolutely. And a happy new year and a wonderful, powerful, turbocharged new year to everybody. All right. Well said. Join us next Friday. Have a great weekend and a great week ahead, everyone. 
Here's what's coming up next week on Manson Mitchell. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Daniel Bruce Levin, author of The Mosaic, with insights from his book for turning your affirmations into practical ways for more positive living. On Saturday, Bridget Dengel Gaspard leads us to the right and perfect word to adopt for 2024. What one word would make all the difference in your life? bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150.